Welcome back, friends, to Occultist Anonymous. This is the Q&A for our Rookery Mage Chronicle. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Occultist Anonymous Rookery Chronicle Q&A. Sponsored, I guess, technically, by Roll20. Uh, and uh, all you lovely, lovely patrons who are out there uh, supporting us and uh, hanging out with us and chris normally does this and so this is this is i i i like i i didn't realize how much i missed being able to tell you guys that i love you and thank you for your support uh thank you too a wild doc has appeared from dot 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 adele al alan michael alexander bernie blood angel brandon chris daniel delore emil funzu funzo suru ali george jack jenny josh camo not a mage of not australia Catfeathers, Crazy Man, seventeen seventy two, Melissa, Michael, Milo V three, Moku, Neo, No, it's Patrick, Nobud, Other Michael, Perry, Puppeteer, Ramon, Ryan, Shaksara, uh, Sina, Terran, VR Kane, Thomas, Thomas, Toast, Usif, Sama, Vortex, Woodfoot, and Zoltan. Thank you all very much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, cool, cool. I have too many tabs open. Let's uh, let's get us over here. So. Um, that's like that's my it. brain on a regular basis right it's like where, where did i go too many things uh that's that's actually basically it for me uh this is the uh q a and for the most part the the four of us who were here in the rookery um can actually answer the questions but well what are, what are we going to have ralph do well ralph is going to ask us all the questions and tell us to shut the fuck up when it's time to like move on to the next question and we've been talking and talking and talking so uh ralph the floor is all yours man Thank you. And of course, I might be a little more graceful or compassionate when I suggested we should move on, considering I'm still the new guy. I don't want to get kicked out for being <laughs> new to everybody else. <laughs> you know it. All right. So uh, I think this could be really fun because everyone was really thoughtful in providing their questions in Q&A. And uh, I know you four all have a lot of feelings about the game that you played for all of our entertainment and we were able to watch happen. For so many months. So I would like to start by asking each of you um, what your favorite moment was in the series. If you could rank all series. Right. Yeah, 160 series. episodes. Yeah. What comes to do mind? the math. Yeah. Yeah. What just comes to mind? You know? uh, do, I mean, for me, it, it's it's legitimately going to be the I was at the temple because in my head, that's what it is. But the Ebon Phoenix temple was by far my favorite thing. I loved it, um, especially considering I was super stressed because I thought Chris was like, I'm so done with this place. No, oh, no, no. Songbird was done with this place. Chris was <laughs> loving it. Once I got that off stream, I was like, oh, I probably would have not skipped two rooms that were actually in there. But oh, well, uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. And then uh, having a cliffhanger of. Songbird is really going to punch Supe, the Incan god of death. I'm sure this will be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was terrific. It was a great choice. Greg? Um, it's For me, it's got to be the founding of the legacy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That whole summoning and Drew pulling out of his ass, the maiden, the matron, and the crone, which just like pushed all of my you know happy buttons. It was just <laughs> an amazing moment for me. I just love it. I went and got artwork done over it. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, I think we were celebrating you when that happened. And that was just like a gift from Drew to me, felt like it was just so Appreciate powerful. That. Yeah. Ash, how about you? I really liked the whole 
paranoia run up to 35 <laughs> when things were getting wild and then yeah. including that whole yeah that was very exciting and also we didn't know what was going on oh. so yeah because john didn't tell us anything oh that's yeah. right so for yeah 30, for 35 episodes we had zero idea and it was like these little <laughs> things of like oh yep. yeah we we don't like, know oh, where yeah, we he love lives. Beck. She's great. We, we don't. We don't know anything about him. Okay. <laughs> um. God, I don't. Oh, I don't even know. Um. Had a lot of good moments. I will say, along Craig's lines, the first time that intersection shows up. Mm. And this is this a big first giant well it wasn't our big first summoning but it was it was, it was the first one right it was a big deal no because think first was the first one, one was, summon. um uh wasn't it uh weird yeah, the magical summoning? Girl night, we, we did a we did a summoning oh uh, right oh yeah summoned to moira i, just, yep, so I wasn't there for that one. that's right yeah because that was that, that was the um, first episode of girl uh, magical girls night yeah right um yeah but just the the big scarified eye coverage angel showing up and basically just saying come at me bro yeah <laughs> uh yeah i i i think that summoning and interacting with supernals is one of the most interesting and most flavorful parts of the system so that's yeah. all of those things are always gonna really you're muted now chris or just didn't no, I it. just I'm not talking loud oh. enough. And I kind of trailed <laughs> off and didn't say anything. So oh, like, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> just saw your lips moving. I agree. It makes sense. Uh, Supernal beings are a really interesting aspect of mage, and the system in second edition is really nice because um, it's achievable. You can right. bring them mm -hmm. into the game, even if you're relatively inexperienced. Uh, and it seems but like not, there are a lot of as inexperienced as we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there are a lot of um, mechanical aspects that make telling a story straightforward. And and so um, before we hop into the list that we've um, curated, there's one more question I'd like to ask the four of you, which is um, similar to to the last question: What is some mechanical aspect of Mage? that you wish you had um, employed more frequently? I mean, I'll jump in. I, I wish I had made more cabals. Mm. More cabals. And, and some of that was from a misread of the group and thinking they wanted to do action-adventure stuff. And turns out, no, actually, they were really into doing some, like, politicking. Not a ton of it, but right. they're in. And I was like, I, I really could have made some more opposition and rival cabals within the pentacle within the seer well those would be pylons but you know mm. i wish i had done that a little bit more so that they had developed enemies and friends and rivals and and all that like like no. borsin having a, a cabal or he has a cabal, or they have a mm -hmm. cabal but having them be a sort of antagonist thing and then at, at a later point joining weird's legacy would have been a really cool turn yep yeah that's true um I we actually talked about this off screen a couple of weeks or so ago. Mm. I think the Nimbus rules are bad and should feel oh, yeah. bad. And I want to use home <laughs> rule ones to make them better. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a flavorful, like absolute like you're just 
throwing your gnosis into the world like your supernal awakened soul manifest made manifest and that should be more than you know a passing oh, here's thought. a here's a yeah the, uh, 160 episodes we did it once on screen yep. um, yeah, that's telling something for me i think it was uh, uh the the spells that are written in the book are like i with the benefit of hindsight they're there for inspiration Mm-hmm. Yeah. the kind of things you can do but i kind of my mind got into that sort of D sort of mode like that's a spell and that's a spell and that's a spell mm. so i didn't do a lot of creative thaumaturgy at the, at the start um so towards the end i got a lot better at that i think you know other people may have different opinions but um that that whole creative aspect of it of just state the effect you want to create in the world and then we'll figure out where it falls. Yep. Oh, I yeah. Didn't do much of that in the, in the beginning. I wish we had used familiars more. Ooh. Because we had them. Mm-hmm. And then and we and all forgot about them. All we the all time. forgot about them all the time. I, I never forgot about them, but they're so fragile and they, they're so precious and I love them so much. <laughs> and the thing is, they're not fragile. They're not, yeah, they're not at all. <laughs> they're not pets either. They're, they're like. beefier than you are. They're like people that yeah. you've yeah. made yeah. a deal with. One. Yeah, and if it and looks like a little bird, but it's not a cute little bird you need to protect. It's a spirit. Yes, <laughs> and if it Ash. does die, it Ooh. shows up next Reforms. to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I think also liked? part of that. Sorry, um, it's okay. I was just gonna part of that might have been to elaborate. <laughs> Somebody go. All right, I, I was gonna ask. Ash, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you can elaborate on how you would have liked to see them used or participate more. Like, I had a bunch of really neat Numina picked for Gabe, and I had his stats, and I intended him to do things. And that never happened. <laughs> like, he had left-handed spanner to go around, like, his, um... Ban. Yeah, the one that you have to do was to basically cause mischief. Like, he has to go break something and ruin someone's day. Just like in a mischievous way. Um, I gave him Firestarter because he died in a fire. And I thought mm-hmm. that was good. <laughs> and it's just mechanically he could have been doing stuff, but yep. I just always forgot he was there. I know what I have to look forward to in this next chronicle. <laughs> Maybe. Chris, what were you saying when I interrupted you? Oh, I was just going to say a lot of the. Maybe not pushing the familiars to the fore as much as possible. Was that Craig's familiars were from an spirit? Arcana she didn't have. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but we made deal. I made deals with uh, like a fierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broker oh, yeah. deal for me. Yeah. But you couldn't do things like buff them and heal them. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know. On that note, one thing I've always wondered is how to handle other invisible entities from the arcana other than death, spirit, and mind. I mean, ostensibly, right, all the subtle arcana have a twilight you can exist in. Technically, even the overt ones, or the gross ones, technically could have a twilight. Ah, okay. Get really weird with it. Yeah, right? So what would a fate familiar, a fate-based invisible entity familiar look like? It wouldn't be, you know changeling right it'd be something else right because arcadia is different than changing arcadia mage arcadia is different than changing arcadia so 
So what would it be like? Perhaps yeah. that if, if that had been explored, Weird might have engaged with the with her familiars more. Oh, I, I, I have notes for that. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like I, I didn't even know that was an option. If if you had started to explore, I, that was one of the things I was actually ready for. Uh, I actually thought it would be Chris d- digging into Prime and oh, messing with Twilights. Yeah, because what's cool. in Prime Twilight? I was already doing things. <laughs> You're doing a lot. Yeah, somewhere I already had big plans. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, one mechanical thing that I was hoping someone would do eventually before weird got space was use a familiar for the proxy sympathetic casting that happens mm-hmm. remote casting I was, cast through yeah, them. yeah exactly as soon as somebody got a familiar as soon as i think ash was the first to get a familiar with gabe right mm-hmm. no yeah i was like i didn't make this... gabe a familiar for a long time oh that's oh, true that's yeah. Right. yeah that's an important distinction okay that's right raven was the first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so weird was the first okay yep. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah as soon as a familiar appeared i'm like oh i know what's going to happen here some seer is going to get just hit with celestial fire. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd imagine we're, we're familiar made to be like a guardian of the Leaf Theater. Uh-huh. So if something had gone on in the Leaf Theater, then for sure she'd have been throwing shit through Maeve left, right, and center. Uh, okay. So she was like the just the protector and guardian, a watch person of that place because she could stay there and always be around and be alert to whatever was happening. Yep. Mm. So that's kind of where I envisioned her because I was afraid that Drew was going to take my theater away from me, and I loved it. <laughs> Man, dude, l- listen, base building—you can—it's probably safe. Like that yeah. is a sacred thing within Drew canon. Okay. Famous last words. You know, that's a good—that's a good question because I was curious about how precarious things felt to the players while I was listening. So, Chris, was, what do you think was the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just—it was really cool to put down roots, but at the same time, it was kind of scary because we're starting to mess around with more and more powerful shit. And it's like in our you just come in, snap their fingers, and everything I've ever built is gone. Oh yeah. And we also put a big flashing neon signs. It. Yeah, that's right. Pointing to us and all of our things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So there was the the cool aspect of building a power base, but also the the like the terror of like I'm making myself more vulnerable by doing this. Yeah. Welcome to Mage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you feel vulnerable, Ash, as a player? Oh yeah, I had a lot of paranoia when we started scoring with the vampires. Oh yeah. Because in my brain, I'm like, I'm going to sleep. If it knows where I live, it can get me. Yeah. <laughs> also, here's a list of everyone I know that they might know I know. They're all yeah. in danger now. But at the same time, oh. go ahead and suck my blood. <laughs> that was later. That was, that was better later. terms. <laughs> we had a new head vampire who we were te- kind of cool with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in uh, Ash's defense and and to her credit, uh, I thought that um, that was a good way to bring the splats in for the exploration of the audience. So as much as um, the rest of the group as you know teased about the desire to be friends with all the other supernatural creatures i thought it was helpful to explore them in the context of mage and see what different mages thought about them so even mm-hmm. though atratus was the one that was primarily interested in positive relationships it was good <laughs> to see how the others thought about negative relationships and that happened as a direct consequence of ash playing a character who wanted to engage those flats yep 
Chris, what did you think was the most precarious thing from your experience? Songbird's pretty strong. I don't know that Songbird ever, a couple times, Songbird felt in danger, but it wasn't ever of dying. Mm. Right? It was the moment of, what have I done to Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one. Um, and then me as a player, uh, you know, Drew and I butted heads a couple times because I like to win. (laughs) (laughs) And I like to think that I've been actively trying to be better about that. (laughs) Especially with Mage, where, listen, you can win all you want, but the other guys, and I don't even have to do a rocks fall, everybody dies. The other mage just wins. (laughs) And so, yeah, and that's, that's one of the... The fun things about being a mage ST is like everybody probably shouldn't go for the throat, which, hey, uh, stick around for session zero. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Hmm. My, uh, I guess more to my point was um, failing the trial in El Dorado. Oh, yeah. Mm. We're like, Drew and I had some off screen headbutting because of that. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know. And talk things through and you get over it and mage is more of a storytelling thing especially the way we're trying to play it so actively trying to be a better person than a better player i think is a different form of vulnerability than the question you were asking but oh, i'm yeah. happy to talk about it i like that yeah is it, but then i'm curious um why don't you first answer answer this question do, do you think that was the most vulnerable point you felt as a player uh no (laughs) okay no that was that was when weird took took our toys and ran away to the guardians oh (laughs) we had a a, yeah we had a whole we had a whole week of that And that was, I think, just every one of us was on a different page, and yeah. and it, it it just didn't show. And it, it, I think Drew has mentioned this before. Like, it gave us, like, hey, we should have another talk about safety tools and stuff. And like, oh yeah, speaking up in the moment of like, hey, no, that's that's not okay. Can we, can we hold on a second? Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> You seem to be nodding in agreement, Ash. Did you feel the same um, way that Chris did? Yeah, because like on my end, I thought I had made it clear how my character was going to feel about this. Apparently not. <laughs> and so I'm like repeatedly trying to just like, no, don't. And yeah, we talked about it later. That was better. Mm. But I'm glad it got better. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, and and uh, because basically Ash was like, I feel like the thing that we got, and we're never going to see it again. I'm like, guys, hi. I wouldn't do that to you, right? I'm the storyteller. I'm not going to let one player's actions ruin anything for anybody else, especially because Greg was acting in full good faith that hey, I'm passing this off to an ally of mine who is going to take care of this and then give it back. You know, and if we had talked it out beforehand, there probably would have been some good 
inter-character drama and the players all would have been like grinning uh, yeah. and been like oh yeah this is great they're gonna get get all at each other but we're all good but we we didn't quite make those connections we didn't make that leap but fortunately hey now we trust each other a little bit better and are definitely going to be talking about you know again hey stay around for session zero because uh, yeah we're going to talk about some of that kind of stuff it'll be a good time mm-hmm and just to Craig. reiterate uh, real quick, sorry for Twitch chat. Uh, we're going Go through pre-existing conditions for people who filled out stuff on the Q&A Discord. We may, depending on time, answer questions in Twitch chat. So if you have them, hang on to them until the end. Thanks. Pre-existing conditions? Pre-existing <laughs> questions. questions. <laughs> the pre-submitted questions, I think, is where you were going with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did sure. you remember to get your questions insured? Yes. <laughs> Craig, what was your perspective about that exchange that happened in the cabal uh i was cold caught like completely surprised um by the player reactions um and uh, i mean with retrospect i understand we all worked it out and everything's all fine now um but part of me part of me regrets a little bit that we didn't get a chance to unpack that on screen as characters because there would have been some great like there was the whole guardians um uh, prejudice and you know um the care the character setting boundaries and stuff that would have come out of all of that which i thought would have been good to have on screen but we weren't as players in a position to do that yep and which is why uh i mean fast forward to uh the uh, the weirdo nero stive and and her fixing herself and, oh, yeah. you know, and we talked about that off screen. I was like, OK, we're going to talk about this on screen, too. Hey, guys, we're just not doing this on stream because nobody's comfortable enough to actually go through it all, especially for a public game. So mm-hmm. and so, you know, trying to make some of that stuff open and aware and yeah. so we can set a good example. Yeah. That was the thing yeah. that I might have been willing to do in like just us playing. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There are challenges with the medium and also with uh, shared vulnerability and choices and how we're expressing ourselves to the public, right? Some things you want to keep in the group because, you know, we're having fun together. And an aspect of it is a public performance, but you're not required to always perform your feelings for the public. So, yep. Yeah, like there were some aspects of Atratus's whole backstory that I just never mentioned because I didn't want to get into it publicly. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, similar to where too. Yeah, we there was a a bunch of stuff and weird backstory and stuff that just never really came out on screen. Mm. You saw like tiny little glimpses of the icebergs from time to time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but that's good because that's like that's my story now. I guess. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So speaking of a story of weird Nostradus. Um, I want to ask a question that uh, um, MJB asked on Discord, which is, um, would a Travis or Weird ever seek the threshold? No. Mm. Um, and okay. Weird gave that up unless the cabal that she's with goes together kind of thing. That was, mm-hmm. in her mind, like that's not an option unless it's everybody goes or I'm still here. Well, no, because the threshold is becoming an arc mage. So yeah. you, you don't, you, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, okay. So, I mean, in Word's mind, as long as there's a cabal, then she's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still yeah. be in the cabal and an archmage. 
but then it's not ascension right but i but i get where where craig is coming from because once you're there then all of a sudden it's like i'm not part of the team i'm above right and and pulling the strings and so i get it i get it makes sense considering the golden road and the chantry is a lonely thing Mm -hmm. so but also the cabal then becomes like a um, a lever against her as an arch arch major Mm -hmm. Yep, mm. and she wouldn't want to expose her cabal to that potential manipulation. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she responded pretty quickly. Oh. Yeah, have you um, thought about it a lot? Yeah, in my head, Atrad is probably never going above Nosa Six, um, which is a shame for the legacy because I would like to master this cool new legacy. But legitimately, yeah. she doesn't have like astronomical aspirations. She's uh. interested in learning as much magic as possible. Hmm. So like I said, towards the end, she starts branching out like probably three dots in everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like Interesting. Keep, uh, death and death at five, mind and matter at four. Yeah. Maybe, but matter at five, maybe. Um, but yeah, basically once the events in this are over and she's just like working for the Mysterium and doing research, mm-hmm. going out and learning mechanics of everything Hmm. and just sort of collecting arcana that's cool i like that yeah haver is very grounded Mm. okay yeah she she did seem like she was pretty deliberate about making sure she expanded the base of her skills and understood uh, their limits um and with regard to limits doc asked a question um would Atratus be able to unprelate Zolius? <laughs> I don't know if she would be able to, but she would try. She would try and fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... like this isn't, yeah. She's not going to go into it as hard as Songbird went into their plan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like mechanically what was done to him is horrific. Yeah. And if she can fix it, she wants to try, especially because like she liked Mimmon. He was an asshole. But she liked him. And then yeah. he shows back up as a seer and he's still an asshole. But it's like a friendly <laughs> rivalry thing for her, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Although if, and anyone, now you've, yeah. if anyone could fix that, it would be the other Phoenix, right? Yeah, I don't think it can be fixed, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, you are, you are directly up against an exarch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I pull your soul out, can I scrub it? <laughs> Can I pull it out and replace it with a new one? And will that fix it? No, because it's on the Oniros. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, as tr- as chat says, he was an asshole, but he was our asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody so, um, needs speaking- an asshole. <laughs> Get stopped up if you don't. That's certainly an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> well, jellyfish don't have one. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> transitioning from biology, uh, speaking of changes in people and uh, Atratus wanting to stay grounded, uh, Death Fox asks, did Atratus ever ask Weird to change her sympathetic name? No, that was another thing that I feel like I didn't communicate well or else mm-hmm. this wouldn't have been a question. Yeah. Like I had her whole story is basically her coming to terms with her life and her life now. Mm hmm. And just sort of tying a bow on it and um, 
instead of being antagonistic towards it, just sort of accepting that this is who you were, that's over. And instead of being bitter about it, uh, looking yeah. forward to who you can be now. That makes sense. And it's so like the on. early game antagonism against being Emily sort of rubbed off. Ah, uh, okay. Emily being so you know, Emily Miller being dead also kind of useful for yeah hi- hiding the sympathetic name. It's a bonus. Yeah, I think killing not a character. bug. It's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, speaking of the early beginnings of the character, I think that's where we kind of see some aspects of um, what the players were all thinking about their characters, and then of course later on we see that developed further. Um, there's there's one thing that is somewhat implicit in all of your characters, but I think people would like to to hear it from you all directly. Neo Magus asks, "What was the main inspiration for each of your characters?" Oh, we talked about this one earlier. For me, it was uh, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That's sort of an overarching inspiration. It's a good one. Ash. Yes. Yeah. Um. I way back when we were doing like a one shot, mm-hmm. we were just writing up characters for that. And I found a drawing of like a like 20 something year old goth girl with her phone out and like ghosts coming out of it. Oh, oh yes, yeah. The proto Atratus. I remember that yeah. picture. And I was just like, oh, oh, this is a concept I want. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, I was having a lot of trouble with her until I started building a playlist. Like she was oh. one of the first characters I couldn't get an image board on like i couldn't solidify her in my brain so i started with shitty punk and goth music (laughs) (laughs) and uh built yeah that makes sense chris i'm sure you have a lot of thoughts especially considering you suggesting Um, earlier that songbirds the version of yourself yeah i did not look at what channel i was typing that in by the way (laughs) (laughs) i did notice that i was like isabel Huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave I, that. I thought yeah. that was our chat, and then looked back at my game and like moved on with my day, and then went back. I was like, "Whoop, okay." <laughs> so session zero started about three hours ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little hint of it. Um. Yeah. So like, I I think this is just a general sort of trend that people kind of notice in in role playing games in general is that a lot of people make characters that are themselves but tweaked in some way and. Mm-hmm. Um, Songbird started off as all of the aggressive barbarian. I play barbarians in every game. Mm-hmm. Barbarians and fighters. That's what I do. I architect. like to hit things with big weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, how do I how do I make the fist wizard? Is really just how <laughs> how it started. And yeah. so, pulling in sort of aesthetic. Choices of like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, oh, yeah. um, just that whole MMA like swagger, um, mm. and then giving that person wizard powers was like mm. when it sort of like catalyzed in my brain a bit. Yeah. And then um, once Drew introduced me to the Forge Master, yeah. Legacy, I don't remember if that was after we had started playing or like it was just before it or something like that. Yeah. Cause I didn't talk um, about legacies at all because I didn't want you guys getting right, like right. sidetracked. Yeah. Right. Fair. Um, 
but I read through that and I remembered I'm I I haven't kept up with them, but I was a big fan of all the uh Legend of Dritz. Oh uh, yeah. Or a Salvatore books. Mm-hmm. And in there there is a scene where Bruner Battlehammer yeah, great goes in and crafts as a as a smith his perfect creation. And he's so pleased with this with this hammer, and he basically vows to never make anything again. And that was that was the moment I was going for, and fucking got it. Yeah. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> Mission accomplished, kids. That was, I mean, that was like that was like episode 10, 15 tops, where I was like messaging Drew between weeks. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, like, and I, I have, was like, uh, I okay, have the idea. Um, how? I have the idea for Songbird's last scene. Just tell me, tell me how long it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool choice. Make it, um, but a really nice note on the story mm-hmm. too. Because if you think about it, um, Songbird's last act is to uh, leave a, a piece themselves around to continue the fight and also to inspire others and it's hard to do that if you ascend or you um i don't know leave some intangible things like an artifact is regardless of what happens to you is a, a really potent representation of your connection to the supernal and what you represent yep and like and on that note like as a counterpoint to Atratus, it really works. Like Songbird being the least human mm. of the Cabal. Like <laughs> in the sense of like No, I'm a I am a mage. This is what I am. Mm. It is okay to sacrifice myself in pursuit of loftier goals. I don't care about I, I have grown unattached to my life mm-hmm. who I am before who I was before my awakening does has no impact in much the same way that Atratus kind of gets there like it has no impact on me like Songbird goes back to fight to keep up appearances and to keep his keep their life going um, you know keep their, their home and everything like that but the after that return fight with the single single strike win like that's that's it like okay this isn't a challenge and i know how much better (laughs) i could be than this right (laughs) so like i can't do that in public so yep he's just talking right out there having like a championship voter and he's like totally bored that's right fighting (laughs) one-handed fucking one punch man yep songbirds asleep while it's happening with because of life magic well i mean and and, and for me like and this is the thing that i appreciate because like chris went full into you know songbird is moving beyond that if i were playing that same character man it would be some like inigo montoya ah i'm going to fight you with my left hand (laughs) and like let me how many how many handicaps can i give myself how how Mm -hmm. how, you know um and still kick your ass (laughs) part of that was that 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 would have been a plot of only me Mm. Oh, yeah. and we yeah. we were figuring we we're struggling and figuring out with how how to kind of divvy up screen time when we all had so many different things to do yep. when we weren't going in on the like the overarching grimoire plot um 
had we had we focused more on it had it been a a magic magic world invades fight space sort of thing um i I would have loved to have songbird go up against someone that is secretly a promethean Ooh, yeah (laughs) and we it's one of those things we never talked about but i i definitely had in my the back of my head songbird frequently boxing with werewolves oh cool yeah yeah for sure yeah, I like that. I like that. Everybody can put themselves back together, so it doesn't matter how hard you fight. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, no silver. Just hurts more. Yeah, no, yeah. Just don't kill each other. Yep. Yeah. It, it's interesting how um, superficially fatalistic it can become when you are detaching yourself from human limitations. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. I, you know, when I saw you all exceed Gnosis 5, I was wondering if you were going to indulge in that more and the more inhuman um, aspects of high gnosis, as in like in simple terms, if you're going to get a lot of your attributes above five and how you might play that out. Like if you think about it, uh, an intelligence six character is a very different mindset than one that's intelligence five. Mm -hmm. It's not just a one dot. Things are very different. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have been an interesting thing to see considering how invested you all were in your magical identities. And considering what Chris just said about um, the supernal being the self, being the consummate arrow. Mm-hmm. So a couple things with that is that the attributes are expensive. And there's the so many things. Costs the same as a dot of arcana. <laughs> yeah. That's the, an easy yeah. choice every time. Yeah, there's <laughs> so many things you can spell them on, like spend them on, especially when like, you know, a Tratus can just make us super smart or yeah. whatever, yeah. if we really need to. But mm-hmm. I think Word was headed in that direction. Like she was getting into Composure Six, Composure Seven. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So she was becoming a lot more detached emotionally from things happening around her. Yeah. As uh, as time was going on. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be unattached. It can be just well, would be perceived as control. Oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. She sure. would be perceived as less attached to things that are right. happening around her. Right. She wouldn't have emotional responses to things that were clearly emotionally. Right. Yeah. Um, Songbird got to presence five, and I think I think we played that well at, mm-hmm. on screen. Um, like Songbird did many things that would make people upset at them, mm-hmm. but you just couldn't be mad at. But Songbird. they talked their way out of it. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> or just Wait. for raw likability, like no, it's I mean Songbird. It's like what are you gonna do? <laughs> What are you going to do? Fight him? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for me, no. <laughs> Just because uh, I only got Gnosis 6 because I wanted the next Legacy Dot. Ah, like, okay. That was explicitly gotcha. the only reason. I had intended to stop her at 5. Yeah. But um, the fourth attainment's really fun. So, yeah. And then I didn't get to use it. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the Evan Phoenix fourth attainment is great, and I wanted it. So. And that Legacy was Weird's main reason for getting to Gnosis 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her obsession was to master this legacy that she's built. Oh, that's right. So, like, every point she had that she could went into Gnosis until she could get enough to get that last uh, that last attainment. That makes sense. Which like also had goals. fun stuff. It's like, hey, yes. by the way, everybody's here now. Like, who? Yep. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the entire call, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> 
Drew, is there anything you would have liked to see them do as characters or players that they just still haven't that they didn't do? Base build. Uh, no, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's always we the did that. Uh, well, and, and specifically, like the temple, the the Ebon uh, Phoenix temple yeah. was intended for them to be like, cool. We're gonna renovate this, and this is going to be our secret lair. Oh, and, new sanctum. Yeah, oh. and I was like, and this is this is a cool place, and you know we can. And everyone was like, nah, this place is creepy. I'm out. I'm like, I made a pretty <laughs> little garden, and there I was mean, like, I loved it. Right, and I Word, appreciate word it. view you. was that that was totally Atatis's space. Right, right, and, and like <laughs> I, never would have occurred to Weird to invade it, and like this, we're gonna make this our home now. Right, like, no, that's totally her thing. I, right. I mean, I would, but nah, <laughs> yeah, Death I mean, Temple. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Obrimos, Ink and God of Death. You could be well, especially with Supe every day. Well, especially once I started hanging out with my boy Judd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take his ass back there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually. Yeah, yeah I do like the idea that like off screen. She's been doing work there though. Like that oh, was one sure. of the things for our big time skip was gather up my new baby phoenixes, initiate them head back there and start trying to fix this screwed up temple mm-hmm. with its piles of bodies and soul jars and like how do we fix this yeah you have slowly clean up to do <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of, so judges came up and uh let's start touching on npcs a little bit if that's an okay transition for the four of you Hey, you're you're in charge here, man. So you know, whatever. You know, trying to facilitate what you got going on, not trying to control it. So, uh, Tea Time asks, how did Judd handle losing his major touchstone, and how did he get his life together? Uh, Judd had the advantage of having a lot of people who wanted him to survive, and the conspiracy for the deviant rules that were searching mm-hmm. for him were yeah. in the wrong place entirely. Like uh, there was no finding him. And, and I also don't have to play by the rules. So he didn't even have like most of the fallout of having to pursue and protect touchstones and stuff like that. And some of that was okay, yeah. because songbird like, didn't have rules. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I could have pulled, <laughs> pulled this up from the manuscript, but yeah, we didn't have the rules either, but I knew that stuff was there. And like, <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. Cause Chris literally mm-hmm. said, Oh yeah, no songbird and Judd are going to be buddies. They're going to spar. They're going to do stuff. They're going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Atratus was checking in and making sure like, Hey, you've got a, you know, do you want to stay in a better place? You, you know, getting him a job, right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The cabal was there. And so made like, a part of the cabal basically. Yeah. Right. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, Judd had a badass magical support system. Like if if, if you're oh, a deviant yeah. and this and you need some help, find some sympathetic mages. Get adopted by some wizards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, that's um yeah, I think it's it's really important for characters when they're experiencing some kind of challenging circumstance to have a support group around them. I think that's something you all did pretty well. Is um Drew would introduce some character and the <laughs> and players Ash would, would adopt them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think it humanizes them. And even though some of them aren't technically human, right, based on a certain definition, we are all human beings playing a game and we want to relate to creatures like humans, regardless of their level of sentience or sapience or experiences. So I think that's a noble part of it. Yeah, I love the phrase humans will pack bond with anything. There's a whole oh, yeah. bunch of Reddit posts and stuff like that that talk about it. And it's absolutely <laughs> That's perfect. Because right. I mean, I 
I, I legitimately thank and support and cheer on my tiny little robot vacuum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I make fun of him when he gets stuck on ledges. And I'm like, how did you get stuck here? All right, come here, buddy. And I talk to him like it somehow sentient. <laughs> but, I mean, we have essentially the same thing going on in my werewolf game that I've been playing. Like, we've adopted... The demons. Many things. But it's just, I think... I think a lot of that just has to do with because of who we are as people, right? Like yeah. our 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 wizard power fantasy is to be helpful and empathetic. Like <laughs> my no my no holds barred power fantasy is not to, to be, you know, in control of the world but to but to be a decent person <laughs> that can make a difference. Yeah. You know? Gosh, I don't know whatever happened to our generation. <laughs> but yeah, like um, taking in the other people and interacting with them as people was yeah. really important to me because I see a lot of like discourse about these wants to treat them like monsters, and it's like mm -hmm. they're people. They were people first, most of them. Yeah, that's true. And like, there's no reason they are inherently wicked and evil. Mm. They can be, but so can normal humans. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the big things that attracted me to Chronicles of Darkness when you compare Vampire the Requiem, which I compared mm -hmm. directly to Vampire the Masquerade, which I had an inkling of and a little bit of an understanding of. And I dug into Vampire the Requiem and I'm like, mm -hmm. Requiem is so much more about so you're going to try and stay human like Vampire the Masquerade. Congratulations, you've died. We're going to cover up the fact that you're dead and you're just going to be one of the living dead now. Requiem goes... So you tell your wife and kids that you now work the day shift. Uh, night shift. Well, no, yeah. uh, specifically called out that like it's an early shift. So you're gone. Uh, like you leave super late at night, uh, go out, you're gone and you don't come back until after sundown. And so that's that's their perspective of you. And you're still providing. You're still like caring for them and you suck blood. And, you know, dealing with that relationship and, and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's way cooler than, ah, yes, we're going to the vampire club and we're going to, you know, I'm like. Bite mm. me, Vladdy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Ash is touching on the fact that um, creatures, splats, people, right, um, when they acquire a new condition, right, they it might not have been something they chose originally. Yeah, and yep. so they deserve agency over how they're going to interact with it. Just kind of a tangent here, but I really, I really enjoyed the interplay between Atratus and Weird. Like Atratus is everything is a puppy, and Weird's like, <laughs> yes, it, yes, you're, you're not wrong, but they still have very large fangs, or they still like to suck blood. So I mean, Atratus, who definitely wasn't everything is a puppy. It's that <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm over exaggerating for the yeah. humor of it, but but in general, like, just like a, what was that exercise thing caution, we, but like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that thing that uh, just sucked mana? I can't remember what it was called. That big monster thing. Oh, you're talking about the Sphinx? Yeah, the Sphinx. The, oh, yeah. Like, oh, and it's it like, oh, we need to, yeah, we need to, we need to free it. Like, oh, maybe not such a great idea. Yeah. No, it was more like having something that's entire existence is bondage isn't great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like all you can do for it, like literally all we can do is to just knock it back out. And that's tragic. Yeah. And I wanted to really sort of express that. Yep. I think. Um, yeah. But that whole interplay between us, I thought it was, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. it was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought it was great. 
I think your interactions with the NPCs went really well. Um, I think they were varied and they explored a lot of the story. And Cal uh, Subalu is curious. What's each cast member's favorite NPC and why? Jimmy. 100% Jimmy was my favorite. <laughs> it went from being the please don't make me play this NPC to I want any chance I can to play Jimmy. <laughs> I, I wrote up a little description of how I imagined Jimmy and Drew's like, oh my god, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna make me do this. And it's like, yeah, like I mean, a core part of like Jimmy's like personality was to be that stereotypically like you know, just fucking New Jersey asshole, right? Like that, yeah. like he had a shadow name before he knew he was a mage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, unpeeling that layer is such a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed all of the interactions that Songbird got to have with uh, Hadramiel. Mm -hmm. Hadramiel was fun. They're, they're, they're two sides of a mini-sided mandala coin and, <laughs> and getting to have those like little bits and bobs of discussion it's like and it, it's somber is not the philosophical type so it came through actions more as things went on and be like okay it's like i get it but i'm gonna go do this thing yeah it was really nice to watch and listen um I'm probably going to be out in the woods on this one, but I really like Graves. Oh, Graves was fun. I loved to hate him sort of way. Mm -hmm. like, like Graves was like a spider that was like, we didn't even see all the webs that he had around us and stuff. And I know that Drew didn't intend him to be that way, but because we completely freaked out the first time we met him, he, he became so much larger in the story. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed Graves. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and 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 kicking the shit out of him was just was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like so many of them so much. Yeah, um, I said thank you. <laughs> um, I really like Hisa. Mm. Like I had in my head this very clear, like sort of mentor relationship they had going on, like. A college professor and his TA. Yep. <laughs> um, it also helped that, like, in my head, I had a very clear, like, the student I went to college with, as soon as you start describing he's it's like, oh, it's him. Yes. <laughs> so he was, like, instantly a person um, in my brain. And, yeah, I'm still sad that I messed up his obsession. He'll, he'll this, get over it. There's this very well-regarded professor at Virginia Tech that... Um, of this like world geography course and he has a comic book for the course all about the different parts of the world and he goes by the plaid avenger and like plaid fedora and mask and it's amazing and that that was he's in my head every every minute of that campaign like, like yeah, okay i got this i know who this guy is same kind of same kind of thing That's i'm surprised really you didn't say werewolf boyfriend Ash. Werewolf boyfriend is very good, but honestly, like, we didn't have a lot of like real interactions. That was more on of a, screen, yeah, yeah, and then off screen this happened because I didn't want to yeah. role play out dating a werewolf. Mm. Stick around to session zero, guys. We're going to talk about that. 
And and we were already focusing on our werewolf relationship. Speaking of NPCs. True. So uh, what is the outcome of uh, both MJB and Camo asked some questions about the long-term fates of different NPCs. So let's ask about Titus and Alicia. Drew, have you like thought about what, what happens to them 10, I mean, 20 years in the future? I mean, they they date they have kids like it's yeah. an awkward like situation when like mm-hmm. you know uh well i've got to go be involved in this ritual oh i've got this right um okay so we're gonna have aunt atratus watch the kids <laughs> and you know, uh, let, <laughs> no, you no, know that's got to be anti-weird yeah i was gonna say weird's probably gonna yeah but yeah it's you know it's that you know that situation of where they're kind of you know bounced around and stuff like that so um you know, but yeah, they're, you know, at the end of the day, Titus has got like the, the you know, entry level job and he really doesn't have a chance to like elevate within mage society other than the uh. fact that he's tied to, you know, probably one of the better cabals. And no, he doesn't ever get to awaken. Sorry, uh, uh. but that's just he's he's too involved. He's not going to have some great revelation like he's seen so much shit. He's dating slash married to, uh, you know, a werewolf. Like he's not going to get that that hint. the The idea of him awakening as a theorist was definitely there in my head, but I was like, "That's just that's a bit too much fanfic." Yeah. Like, and everything ties together nicely. I'm like, "Eh," and uh, and it's on. fun to have Titus as you know as the 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 fun and you know cool just sleepwalker who's like, "All right, sure, let's mm-hmm. get involved in this," uh, you know, because if everybody awakens, then it kind of loses the fun. It's like everybody gets superpowers. It's like Jimmy Olsen <laughs> needs to be Jimmy Olsen. Sorry, Jimmy, yeah. you have to stay here with the mortals. So there's uh, an Jimmy interesting contrast him, in yeah. abilities. Yeah, that's true. Jimmy did. Sure. Okay. We could use a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Um, here's a, a question, which is a slight variation on the one that Neomegas asked. Uh, if any of your characters had died, would you have wanted to resume play as one of the NPCs, or would you have wanted to create a new PC? I was I fully prepared to be network at any yeah. given moment. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been very tempted to be Shanna because I made her character sheet and just loved this character. Jenna's terrific. But personality-wise, she's not joining a city cabal to come hang out in a warehouse district and do city politics. No. That's why I had as her backstory why, like, it's like, yeah, she and Atratus met and they kind of tried to date and then realized that just, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. We have vastly different lifestyles. This is not just... This can't be a thing. Yeah, country mouse meets city mouse. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I think I would have gone with a new character. Mm. Yeah. No, knowing Craig, that in no way surprises me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it might have been a character from like the Leaf Theater players or something. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, some yeah. of those were good. Mm-hmm. There, was, there, there were a ton of NPCs that Craig made for me that I <laughs> never really had a good opportunity to pull in. Um, That's fine. Yeah. They're there on Conca. They have little bios, some of them. Yep. Yep. 
That's great. There's so much there. You know, you all brought so much into the campaign and established so much for the setting that didn't get to be explored as thoroughly. Is there, Drew, are there aspects, the little story hooks or different side quests that you wish that people had? <laughs> yeah, had there, 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 there's a lot. To, to list them all would be kind of ridiculous. But yeah, there's, there's definitely right. some stuff. Give us the big three. Huh? Tell us about a few of them. Give us oh, the big yeah, three yeah. or the big one. I mean, like some of the big ones were um, <laughs> the Elder Vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys like in a warehouse. Oh, we're just gonna leave that in the warehouse, and we're done with it. <laughs> You're done with it. All right, cool. Because like the consilium can can you know has has yeah. things to do with it. But okay, sure. It's we're, like that's their problem now. All right, off. sure. Um, um, digging in more into Abaddon, which never really uh, yeah. came up too much, but there was that. Because mm-hmm. um, Abaddon is not about to like turn over and just like. And he would have been a really good ally in anything fucking over the Panopticon. I think um, he was like had... the only seer that we liked. Mm-hmm. Well, like sure, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I legitimately liked him and his weird bug men. Oh, dude, the yeah. Myrmidons were like <laughs> one of my so... favorite. I love Myrmidons. So, from a songbird perspective, Abaddon was really cool, um, and I think. To me, at least, is the tipping point where Songbird decided, "Yeah, I should, I should go ahead and start working on this project and get it done." Mm. Because I think Songbird understood Abaddon and understood where he was coming from, and if Songbird stuck around and did Arrow things for five, ten years, turn into an Abaddon, he almost certainly would have. Oh wow! Left and joined in Benasir. That's insightful. Like you, you can't you can't do a violence that long yeah. without it it being like the the arrow. They have a great line of like violence should always be or violence should never be the answer, but it should always be an answer. Yeah, and like it's not that far to go to. Violence is how I get things done. Violence is how I control things. Yeah. You know. And considering Abaddon was made as evil songbird. Designed to be that, yeah. So it, it's it's good. He even had an needle on. I was hoping Songbird would get a needle on eventually. But didn't need one. Mm-hmm. So what's another one, Drew? Oh good lord. Um uh, and any of the the vampire politics, uh, getting involved with Tassos and help, like I really thought Atratus and Weird, or at least Atratus would get in on his research and mm, try and figure yeah. out. Yeah, I figured that was probably a thing she would have been doing off screen. Yep. Like Julia is not a vampire she wants to be friends with. Tassos is actually like he's someone she can. He's closer to the adventure librarian archetype. Yeah, he can. She can sort of relate to him, and also he's. A super old Greek guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which she's like, you're not old enough to have been around during the time I'm interested in. But <laughs> oh well, and that that was the other thing. If you had ever suggested to Tassos to going back and learning about ancient Greek, fuck it, let's go. He he yeah. would have been he would have been on for it. But that that's the little side once one off. Like, well, this is a Tratus and Tassos doing a thing yeah. that we just couldn't really do. Yeah. I definitely feel like they are 
I don't know if friends is the right word, but like okay, decent acquaintances, compatible, yeah, yeah. Col- colleagues, 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 yeah. colleagues. So not and speaking of Tassos. Did he ever do anything with all the blood he took from Songbird? Oh yeah, Tassos can tap. Tassos can tap into Mage Sight. Like just like by, like, by by the time he is done with his experimentation, that he starts with Songbird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he he requires uh, a lot of Vitae to do it, but he could turn on any Mage Sight he wants. Wow, nice. Which <laughs> isn't too scary. At first, until you start to think about the implications. <laughs> Tony yeah. turns on Prime Sight and looks at uh, the prince at Shiko. Uh, yeah, see so uh, so what's going on with Shiko. Um, oh, spotting yeah. people who, um, uh, you know, life and seeing who's particularly vibrant, you know, oh, yeah. who's, mm. you know, uh, yeah, all sorts of, you know, wacky shit. Yeah. Be really good. Um, well, actually, no, let me ask something else. So uh, Tea Time asks, what were the consequences of creating that domain and putting it on Shiko? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for for Shiko, uh, she is the the boss queen bitch of all New York. And anybody who stepped up to her just found themselves like they could. They could absolutely challenge her and every challenger not as, not that you know accidents happen, but they mm-hmm. just couldn't get a base behind them to support them or physical yeah. challenges. Just like the arena was always bad for them or anything like that. Just everything just kind of fell off from her, and so she she begins a long and not really terrible, but for the vampires possibly terrible reign that goes oh. for a while. Meanwhile, the mages are like, "Hey, by the way," and she just could never same thing flipped around could never get a good argument up against the hierarch could never you know bring any real threat of force and yeah so at the end of the day the vampires aren't tamed but uh yeah they're they're a uh uh far more uh malleable uh group for uh for the mages now that's only at the political level individually uh, another vampire finding you on the street well uh how's your arcana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good point be more amenable to diplomacy uh yeah. i mean just at shiko's level uh yeah. yeah yeah i think um there are all kinds of different ways it's definitely like i could have went right uh, and for the chat who are asking about the coil, I have explained the coil. That is it. <laughs> hey, do you, you, he can turn on mage site. Uh, so I'm going to ask a question. This is good. I'm curious about this. Uh, I think I know the answer. But um, Neo Megas wants to know, considering everything that's happened and uh, the wealth of setting material you created through the course of playing the story, uh, Drew, do you have any plans to revisit this particular setting? Uh, revisit no put it all in uh, some kind of codified pdf that people can just rip through and dig into my notes and yes mm-hmm. that there there cool. is a plan for that sometime in the New future. york unveiled yeah uh, uh but apparently yeah, 
apparently that might also be part of the whole Tome of the Pentacle. So, oh, hey, oh, wow. Onyx Path, eh, <laughs> hit, yeah. hit up your boy, and I will happily. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but for real, HMU Drew. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I will probably write up the Onyx, or the Onyx Path, the Occultus Anonymous, the Rookery Chronicle Guide, or something like mm-hmm. that, and just basically put character sheets from our our characters other people as npcs or not other people as npcs other npcs notes and stuff like that it won't be super detailed but you know be one of those like hey you want to like grab some of these npcs and throw them into your own chronicle do you want yeah. your adamantine arrow guys to have to deal with red dread uh yeah here you go here's, here's yeah. the notes that i a wrote and b the ones that i imagined in my head that never actually got written down yeah mm-hmm. but that is um that is that is a down the way kind of thing Okay. So I'm curious, um, speaking of things down the way, if there are any long-term consequences in the story of two members of a small cabal founding or reinstituting legacies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, the, the, the cabal ends up really, really popular. Well, the infamous? focus of a lot of attention. Famous and infamous. Yes. Uh, kind a lot, of a lot big of deal. Attention kind of a big deal especially because like weirds is very unique in the fact that it is a legacy about cabals which is very very different um and then atratus well if anybody asks the ebon phoenix they're like yeah no it's an atlantean you know thing and everyone's like yeah okay sure and they're like no really let me introduce you to this ebon phoenix goetia <laughs> and everyone's like okay and the ebon phoenix is like yes i come from atlantis and everyone's like but they could just say that, right? Like at, at, <laughs> at rank five mind, you can just create an, a Goetia that thinks it's from. Yeah, but every but time we investigate and look at this thing, uh, and there's a whole lot of people who are like, well, this is yeah. just one thing of evidence that says they're from Atlantis. Mm, uh, of course, yeah. yeah. I bet the free council was saying that a lot. Yeah. Lot yeah it's subjective. Say. It's just metaphorical. I, just have this, I have this picture of a fucking like J. Jonah Jameson silver ladder uh, <laughs> lecture, reading like reading a fucking article in the mage newspaper I, whatever I lost track mm-hmm. of that sentence but about weirds legacy and just be like why did none of my people think of this it's like it is the most like fucking silver ladder bullshit yep. and to have a guardian have founded it is like mm. so, yeah, love so it yeah you know that Monty Python skit um, uh, they come in nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition that kind of thing I I fully expected that to happen with the Rookery a lot just like showing up in random places you get a sympathetic connection and then everyone's there right Yeah, well, you just co-locate all kinds of random things but we were creating it and I was talking with Weird and we were setting up the rules and some of the extra freebie stuff it gets because it's limited to just her cabal. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, we can all teleport to a place together. I said, not exactly. Weird <laughs> can cast teleport, show up there and be like, hi, everybody. Hi. Snap her fingers. <laughs> and everybody yeah. else shows up. And I'm like, you know, you can pull a full on, you know, Avengers assemble, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Hi. I'm Prince. Allow me to introduce you to the revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's hilarious. Let's see. Let me get another question for y'all. Let's see. What's a good one? Oh, here's one. 
Yeah. MJB asks uh, if there were ever any points where, Drew, you genuinely thought about killing one of the characters. All the time. <laughs> Especially every time we did something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Songbridge shows up and like, well, I, I, I'm just going to undo this. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah. So prime five, uh, well four, yeah, prime four, yeah. just un, undoing spells. Yeah, and I'm just like. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing well, I'm gonna have to. It's a lot of paradox, though. It's it's potentially a lot of paradox, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, because that's what I that's what I thought I could do from the get go mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, dispelling Spell and stuff magic. like that. Mm-hmm. You can. Um, you, have to, you have to have all the arcana, arcana though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna get a dot of every arcana just so I can bust up magic. I'll just get extra <laughs> dots of prime. <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. So yeah, that that was one of the more frustrating things. But no, uh, I've never thought about actually flat out killing any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's as as a storyteller, it's not that yeah. fun. It's far more interesting yeah. to break their morale and their heart. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, like you know, and, and Songbird, you know, for for all my antagonism, like had some of the best. Like this is a dumb idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Stuff like yeah. Jimmy, and you know, like yep. Yeah, so Jimmy's blind now. <laughs> and, and you have to deal with that. Well, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> All those feelings. Yeah. Yep. Were there any points gotta, in the story where you thought we might? That you might die? Yes. Um, uh, especially going in and uh, uh, going to uh, deal with Mr. Graves uh, was potential. Uh, the stalker had a potential of just absolutely massacring you all um, because if he had actually had a chance um, and that goddamn action economy man (laughs) the action economy and the fact that you guys actually realized you could summon him to you and and teleport him to you I was like and out because I had his character sheet I had spells I was like he doesn't I mean like because there's the whole like clash of wills and those roles were super important because if yeah. weird had not made the clash of wills mm-hmm. all like stalker literally would have turned around who's trying to teleport me somewhere Yoink. and yanked and Dick back yeah. we weird would have showed up and been bound and would have been in the middle of a panopticon prelacy and just in all sorts of bad news territory and everybody would have watched weird go away with no space magic themselves and it was also before weird had the everybody gets teleported to me it would have been like cool weird we'll talk off camera everybody else weird is gone (laughs) and that would have just been it (laughs) you know drew i want to i don't know if this is intentional but um i want to commend you for not having or i think bending the rules a little bit in that um you allowed all members of the the cabal to contest uh arch arch magic frequently so imperial magic frequently like when um you went to to um go to that golden road mm-hmm. and songbird dispelled the the veiling yep. on that iris right technically according to supernal dispellation you can't dispel arch mastery correct and archmages also win all 
Clash of Wills. Um, Clash and of Wills on That would be the, so. the key point. Yeah. Uh, you, they can't do anything to Arcana six and above, but, and yeah, they win Clash of Wills. But I read that as can or can decide to, uh, hmm. to, to put it another way. Um, oh my gosh. I've already forgotten his name, but, um, uh, the golden one, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck I called him. Um, yes. Uh, basically, he he was just like, oh, somebody's gonna go check out El Dorado. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, and it was it was like it was there to keep other people from seeing it. But at the yeah. end of the day, it was not something to keep people out because El Dorado is its own trial. And mm-hmm. so, like, he was like, no, nah, I put a book in there that I'm trying to keep an eye on, but there's a bunch of other yeah. stuff in there. Maybe they're not even after that. Wasn't that really sense. a concern. I read that spell a bunch of times over the last two years, and I never saw that line. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it this doesn't spell have to do is not what... potent enough to dispel Archmage's spells. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, it, it Which, doesn't matter if it's. If uh... I had uh, realized you had read that spell, I probably would have reminded you about it and made you go huh what are we doing <laughs> and why why did this work yeah it's cool I, I was surprised when it happened i was like maybe this is going to be a consistent element mm-hmm. because regardless of the practice an archmage can cast a you know a practice of veiling right mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't have to be imperial magic it's just cast by an archmaster and according to what's listed there and so touching on what um, Craig was saying earlier about wanting some more creative thaumaturgy and how, hey, you shouldn't just consider the spell book to be shackles, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice that um, in the story of the Rookery, right, we got to see an exploration of the various ways that the default mechanics might inhibit some of the story. So a lot of mechanics in a game are good support for a cool narrative. Some of them, if it seems like, hey, Songbird should be able to push through this, so that some cool stuff can happen. Let's just make it happen. It's easy. It's a good yep. choice. So. That's a really cool thing. I, I really appreciate I that. I wish I knew Chris hadn't, re- has, hadn't read that. Because <laughs> that would have been, because I was like, huh, Chris didn't react to the fact that he was able to push through that spell. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, we'll cool. Just, we'll just so in my head, it made sense that if an Archmage is trying to do a thing to you, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to stand up against the weight of that spell casting. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to sneak in past something they've put up, you can wiggle a hole through it. That's not uh, hard. And, and very specifically, the intention there was using, you would use fate magic to yeah. basically bypass the rules. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Is that yep. you're just going to use level two fate yep. and be like, all right, bypass Change conditional trigger. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, at this point, I'm like, I'm not going to have songbird fail just so we go, okay, weird. You now roll a spell mm-hmm. and okay, now you're, now you're through. Which was a good call narratively. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked out great. Mm hmm. I was also frustrated, um, Chris, on your behalf, you know, how you referenced earlier that you and Drew had a conversation about failing the challenge. I was also frustrated on your behalf. I was like, you know, you all get here, right? And there's life magic to make sure that you satisfy a certain conditional trigger. And then there's the dispellation. And then there's the fighting and all this stuff. And it's like, of course, Songbird is going to come to the end and get the good shit. And it's like, oh, well. This gossamer little thing. I guess sometimes as I, I mean, things and, don't work the way you expect. Like, as I as I understood as as I had understood what Drew had been saying mm-hmm. and everything, it made sense to me that it was like a sort of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade like mm-hmm. test of faith, like yeah. kind of thing. And just no, like just 
prove that you're a mage and mm-hmm. and be be tested by this veil and i was like nope i lose <laughs> well and for, oh, well. like for me from my perspective it was really cool because that's kind of songbridge character is he bashes his head against things mm. until he gets through it's sort of his modus operandi. i mean and i'll be honest it's at a very obrimos thing too is yeah. direct yeah i like but watching well, songbird sort of get away from that as time went on though yes like watching this character grow yeah from someone who just banged their head against everything to like and headcanon wise sure, like i but... think that that trial might have been the catalyst to say maybe this isn't uh bash my head against it till it gives up yeah that's true and start looking at other ways around problems and stuff yeah head being more so i don't know if that was yes. really I, I don't think that was Songbird bashing their head against it, though. Like it was a, it, it was a, a rare moment of Songbird thinking and having a, a, a feeling about how a thing should be, mm-hmm. instead of just I'm gonna just this, fuck this thing. I'm gonna walk past it. It's right. no. It was like this is this is how Songbird mm-hmm. imagined. Were Songbird creating this trial? This is what they would create, right? And mm-hmm. so and so that's that's more what it was, but. After like losing there, it then is like, okay, fine. If that's how people are going to do things, then I'll just, you know, I made my entire life beforehand about destroying things. Now, every spell, fuck every spell in my way. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do. I can take you down. I don't care if you know. Like, (laughs) if anything, Zomber became more direct over time. And in, in how I view it, at least in like in their in their gnosis, right? Right. And like how they how they think about magic and goals and stuff. Seems like a great transition to do songbird question hour lightning round. Okay. <laughs> yes, lightning right. round. There were a few First, questions about me, huh? Yeah, yeah. There were <laughs> quite a few. Songbird is a popular character. Let's see. All right. So first one. Yes, you do live, Camo. All right. First question is what are the exact ramifications of songbird making an artifact i mean exact goodbye songbird hello <laughs> artifacts that's it we mentioned this goodbye, one songbird off, off, hello off songbird <laughs> cool great uh second question how long would colossus have held the feather for Oh man, um, much much longer than the mana songbird accumulated. Um, mm. uh, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I wonder if I have my notes, but I'm not going to try and find them. I believe uh, uh, Colossus was good for four hours, uh, mm. at which point he would collapse and the whole thing would fall apart. And if he collapsed, just oh, no. it ended. Yeah, the, like the, the, there was no because I, I mentioned I had a little score thing and stuff like that. No, if, if Colossus dropped it, the whole thing just falls apart. Uh, incomplete. Mm. All right. Well, then uh, uh, I'm glad that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> what does the artifact do when activated? Uh, I mean, it. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. It is. Um... No, I said I said a D and D spell before, and everyone told me I was wrong. <laughs> the divine weapon that is like a floating. Mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. weapon yeah spiritual yeah, we- spiritual weapon, weapon. sorry mm-hmm. uh that is how i imagined it is that you can you can be sitting there sword and shield fighting and you're like no hold on and then just like toss them into the air and then they're 
around you shielding and fighting for you while you can do whatever you need to do and given that songbird had acted as a combat medic yeah and stuff like that too like absolutely like fucking lay on hands somebody real quick and get them back up and yeah like mm-hmm. they are i mean and i think I remember if you said this on screen or off screen earlier, but like the songbird still being around to help with the fight and everything. Like yeah, that. like exactly. Yeah, I said, it, um, it got your um, roots, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it got, uh, I believe, all of songbird's roots and praxis as roots. Uh, or no, excuse me. Um, the roots are in there as a grimoire. The praxis are in there as it can. The sword and shield can cast all of songbird's uh, praxis as spells. Cool. Activate it. So yeah. Hell yeah. And it does some other things too. But yeah. yeah I mean, like it it's intelligent. Uh Ooh. yeah, it is it is like and it's one of those things that like if the cabal messes with it or figures, you know, and it's also very heavily tied to the aether. Um, if the cabal did not use it and it just sat on the wall, um somebody would come to remove it to use it um and it that um, was actually a um i think we all know who that would be yeah. <laughs> potentially <laughs> uh but uh i mean specifically for uh, it was basically weird's opportunity to basically be the um the the uh the lady in the lake and passing oh. on excalibur to uh like somebody shows up and like hey listen we heard about this artifact and Mm. fate says we need it i'm just watching weird's eyes just boggle uh me like <laughs> okay um and and you know no way to run a government. That out. <laughs> and i'm kind of imagining it's the other way around is weird like reading these things okay i need to bring these somewhere now and just bamfing in and say you need these and then <laughs> <laughs> also quite potentially possible yeah, yeah. but yeah weird would definitely want to see them used because they're not there is decorative. They're not show weapons. Yeah, yet. that makes sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So it's good to know that <laughs> um, we could expect that. I'm sorry, Craig, go ahead. No, no, I was just reading a comment in the chat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's more the lady in the attic rather than the lady in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cat lady in the lake, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's good to know that someone will eventually use um, the artifact. Then, uh, Chris, let's... Uh, Use a little bit of the remaining time before break to hear your feelings and thoughts about Songbird's ending. So I talked earlier about wanting to win, right? Yeah, totally. I thought it was fitting. Uh... I had a rough weekend after that, honestly. Like, <laughs> well, it was, I think I was we all my, did. And, like ending the show and like, yeah. but like, damn, I did the thing too good. Yeah, but like, it's tough to be upset that you got what you wanted out of the ending of your character, right? Oh, like, yeah. I, I, I advertised this as one of two options, and if I wasn't okay with one of two options, then I should have demanded that it be one. <laughs> yeah, and made Drew right. talk me down from it, right? Bear in mind. And, yeah. and I a week before that, Drew messaged me and said, hey, do you want to like write this up? How do you want to do this? Or, you know, I can have some, uh, you know, some 
some choices for you to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, I, I did. I will say this. I thought it was going to be kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Oh, I didn't yeah. know <laughs> I was going to have to interface with some asinine game. <laughs> I say asinine jokingly, but like playing a game you don't know the rules of fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you're like, when you're trying not to be this like person who has to win. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, and some of it is you, you never use the let me check it out, <laughs> you know, option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Well, I think you maybe you did. Once. I did it twice. Once to let weird look at it. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I, once I, I will say. If if anyone ever wants to implement these things uh-huh. um, and you want to uh, do something like this for a character and they should be really good at assessing how thing or how a thing is going if they're like this wonderful craftsman um don't tie the <laughs> how's it going stat to something they only have three dots in yeah. <laughs> that was frustrating well oh you're talking about the occult i think yeah or, when you're like you yeah. can assess it and roll into occult. i'm like how about wits crafts <laughs> yep. uh well and bear in mind because it wasn't a crafts thing and, and you'd welcome to uh you know retcon the game but no um because at the end of the day like when i brought that up that was i was hoping going to be one of those well here is that one last shot of i need a mind mage mm. jimmy was right there um so yeah, there was there was some of that kind of stuff of like get the oh. game. and 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 also um, I thought you were going to get a lot more mana than that. <laughs> like I I was prepped for I don't remember what the the cap was, but it was beyond you know the six hours of mm. you know, and I was anticipating um, uh, you you threw a lot of skill like a lot of dots in all at once, and I was expecting oh, just a little sprinkle of this. Little spring, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, but I mean, some of that is you know comparing characters, and I was like, these are the options, and you know mm-hmm. what you select and stuff like that. No, if if anybody like- can see the the video there of the um, the woman reacting to the guy putting the the blocks into a bucket, is a wonderful little game designer thing, and they're like, oh yeah, mm. all these different shaped blocks that go into this little bucket it's a little kids game thing it's like okay where's the triangle go and you're like oh it goes into the triangle no it goes right here into the square because it is able to fit in there and just everything Mm -hmm. goes into the square box and that's when you were doing it i was like i get it as you as i watch you just throwing (laughs) i'm gonna throw in this and this and this and this and i'm like all at once all at once uh (laughs) only had nine turns right yeah (laughs) yeah yep Sunbird um, was but, always a go huge or go so, home kind of person, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I, like I said, I had some feelings about Sunbird not achieving total victory, but I think it is a, <laughs> a perfect capstone to that character that that they 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 did it too good. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, at the end of the day, I, and I, I'm thankful for a really interesting way. To interact with that and not just have it be well, yeah we did this thing and roll, roll with plus crafts so. five times in a row uh, right. yeah right so I, I i am thankful for that finish to songbird's story both from the game and then the mechanics itself too 
That's great. You know, to support the notion of it um, not being a loss, right? Um, yeah. Considering you mentioned that Songbird struggled with the attachment to the mm -hmm. material, right? As they were growing in their gnosis and then they're leaning into their magical identity, um, you know, with still being in oh. the fight, right? It, it, you will for Songbird will forever be a part of, will be a fabric of the world, be a representation of the supernal that can't happen if there's nothing beyond, nothing left of you except for just some sereras and some discussion of who you were, right? Um, I, I had yeah. written up the, 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 the sarias too, yeah. Uh, sereras, I'm not... Sarira. But yeah. Sarira, I, sarachas. Yeah, the sarachas. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I had written that up uh, in, in case uh, Songbird ascended. Um, and we can we can talk about that or not, but yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I was pretty pleased, and I, I was like, um, "Oh yeah, this is good." Clarification point though: Songbird did not struggle with their detachment. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, post post gnosis or five. Mm -hmm. um, Songbird's virtue became. Uh, it wasn't detachment. There was, I forget what word we came up with it, but it was just essentially like that sort of Buddhist, like... It's kind of Zen. Oh, I see. Zen, okay. Zen, more of like a Zen detachment. Down. Like, yeah, right. like a, pur a purposeful, mindful okay. letting go. Like becoming more and more okay with, like, this is, this will happen. Kind of stoic, yeah. yeah. You have to become, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're, I don't we're know. I, 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 Yeah, I always, I don't know. Stoic has some, like, weirdly toxically masculine vibes to me. Mm -hmm. but And dispassionate I mean, isn't quite it that. either. Uh, and, and some of it is, at the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's a... It's, it's still slumbered. Right, yeah. But, you know... And so vibes are hard to, or uh, virtues. virtues are hard to put into. Uh, they are challenging. And they're also challenging to remember when you're in the audience and you don't see them on an overlay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, speaking of, session zero in just yeah. a few minutes, and we'll be talking about virtues and vices. Hang around. Oh, yeah. Like enough of the artifact, I was repeatedly telling Chris that you need to tell Atratus this. <laughs> like, yeah. The longer you don't, the worse it will be. Mm. And. I just feel like she probably never accepts the artifact. Yeah. It's just like, cool. Oh. I would still rather have my friend. Oh yeah. That's a neat that's a neat weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather have the person. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, that's really sweet. But that's I mean that's that's why it was their virtue, right? Like they should have been striving to and like long-term aspiration was prepared to let or like ready to let go, be ready to say goodbye and like have to achieve all these things. Right. Uh, so yeah, some songbird, especially with, you know, with them living together and stuff like that, like songbird and try being close and then songbird going, I'm going to leave hey, now. This is going to happen. By the way, I'm out. It's, it sucks. Like it sucks. Yeah. Like I did not, and that's why I I didn't I didn't have Songbird fight back 
in character hmm. because they realized it like they they knew but they still like were were choosing you know magic over the fallen and even if that was you know life with the cabal and life with the Tratus too like i had a whole bunch of thoughts like off camera as well just like all these things i wanted to say that i forgot when we came back recording <laughs> like here's the list of all the ways i wanted to tear into you mm-hmm. <laughs> high up on there is spring that's on us when we're trapped in a car oh yeah <laughs> on the other side oh, it was yeah. a super shitty super shitty cowardly thing to do and that's why exactly why i had somber do it yeah that makes a lot of sense Ooh. We have any more questions there that we uh We got quite a few. Or I shouldn't say quite a few. We have we have a couple. But um I don't know. Most of most of the ideas have already been expressed and you guys you all have touched on it. Cool. Cool. Really well. So can uh try to some weird talk about their how they end? Sure. That sounds great. Yeah. Yes. Please. Do you want to go? Sure. Um so at the end of her life, after the whole cabal and maybe rises and falls or whatever else happens, uh, Weird sort of breaks a few rules and goes back in time and appears at the bedside of Great Aunt Kate um, on her last day. And she's like about to die that night and uh, takes her hand. Kate doesn't know who she is. She just says that, you know, do you remember this young girl? Who is your relative? And she says, you know, she sent me and takes her into um, the Anima Mundi, where oh. is the land of all the stories that Kate had told her about when she, when she was a kid and is never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. Bales on the Cabal, you say. (laughs) After all of that, and maybe the Cabal is done, or... Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're only got a limited amount of time anyway, so... Yeah. And when you can just go back in time whenever, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for Atratus, it's, you know, I said, like, sort of really diving into working for the Mysterium, like, Mm. job as an archivist... Yeah. Um, doing a lot of the writing for things because she has experience doing academic writing. So the, like, there's a whole section that she wrote already. All the geists. Which is on yep. The geists, because there wasn't anything in there about them. Um, but just sort of reaching out and learning the basics of all magic, really. Like, she's not going to be incredibly good at any of it, but she's going to be competent. Because she's got her whole life and all of this to learn. And like, yeah. it's also why she's not reaching for Ascension or Arch Mastery. She doesn't, there's stuff here that is interesting and needs to be yeah. d- dove into. So. Probably get along. You wonder if, if she ends up jump, jumping ship and joining the free council. Because that's, you know, that's super free council shit. Yeah, I really like working for the Mysterium, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, magical archivist. And then probably fewer, like, field trips to go actually acquire the things, but she still does those occasionally because it's fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also one of the most experienced mages in the Mysterium for doing that. Mm-hmm. So she'd probably get tapped a lot for it. Yeah. Like, she's not trying to become, uh, I lost the title for Oceans as curator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, 
like a head researcher. Right. Austin Chandler around. Hey, I need you to go get me this thing. I like it. Um, and because it came up in chat real quick and because, hi, I'm the showrunner. And so I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh, what about yep. network? Network becomes hierarch. If you didn't see that coming, you're not paying attention. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> New York is his. Yeah. Uh, and yes, Rose did get married to her fiance because like they were, they were engaged. Um, Rose, Rose has a, a whirlwind of, uh, you know, trying to figure out this whole magic thing. And then, okay, I have enough of a baseline. I can yeah. have this life and the sleeper life. And she has, you know, good conversations with, uh, uh, oceans under, uh, mountains and goes, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can totally do this because looking to songbird weird and a for advice on how to have a sleeper life and this. But songbird didn't have relationships like in, the, in like romantic terms, um, mm. outside of being a sleeper or excuse me, outside of being a mage. Yeah. Songbird um, didn't have a spouse or children. Right. I'm sure there was detail, sure. but but yeah, like Atratus gets a mundane life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially once the the therapy sets steps up. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, do the the bar. <laughs> I guess yeah. I should say not not a therapy. Well, I mean, she may eventually do that. So cool. Okay, as a bartender, sense. you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's it's part of the job description. <laughs> yeah. There are additional questions we could ask, Drew. I was just um, trying oh, yeah. to provide an opportunity I mean, for a pause if you wanted to break. As much as we can sit here and talk about it, we do have uh, this other thing. This other thing, And I want to have mercy on poor, poor Ash. Uh, <laughs> so, I, could, I could use a break myself. Oh, yeah, that just... You know, for <laughs> biological reasons. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, overall, uh, thank you very much, uh, Ralph, for moderating, and thank you all for submitting ch- uh, questions. Um, I'm going to leave that Q&A questions place open, so if you have other, like, questions, I'm going to leave it open for, like, next week or two because of the YouTube video and stuff like that, and we may answer questions as they come up. Please don't at us with your questions. We'll just answer them as we see them, and please keep using the spoiler tags. That way you don't ruin 160 episodes for other people. Um, yeah so uh we're gonna run get our break i'm going to go make a big announcement on discord to tell everybody hey it's session zero time and we'll be back and i'll have more coffee and uh, we'll announce what setting we're placing our new campaign in chronicle all righty everyone weird bell yeah we'll figure that one out too back in a bit